All right, everyone. Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our first Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call of the Year. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional staffers, tribal and government officials, and the news media. My name is Scott Clemens, uh, and I'm serving temporarily here with the Northwestern Division Public Affairs Office, and I will moderate the call today. Again, as a reminder, we are offering the presentation materials via webinar. That's www.webmeeting.att.com. The meeting number is the same as the toll-free conference call number, and the webinar code is the same as the conference call access code. In addition, uh, I have not... I have not yet seen it, but I understand that Missouri River Water Management Division will also be posting these materials on their website. Is Oh, there it is. It just appeared. So in the, the address for Missouri River Water Management Division, if you'd rather access the slides that way, is www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil. RCC. In addition, uh, these calls are going to be recorded, and we will place the recording on our defense video and imagery distribution system under Omaha District's account. The address for that is www.dvidshubdividshub.net. I do have the ability to use the nuclear option and place everyone on mute during this call. Uh, I prefer not to use that. Uh, I would ask that if you are not speaking, I, that you place your own phones on mute. Uh, it, I think it allows a little bit better interaction if we don't have to use the webinar and conference call systems mute function. But if I have to, I will, so don't make me. Uh, for the convenience of you media representatives who are on the call, the final slide of the presentation does include each speaker's name, title, and contact information. Uh, our agenda for today's call will be Dr. Dennis Toddy, South Dakota State Climatologist, if I have your title right. We'll be discussing the one- and three-month precipitation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Dr. Toddy will be followed by Mr. Kevin Lau, hydrologist with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, and he will discuss the latest flood risk in the Missouri River Basin. And then Ms. Jody Farhat and several of her staff members from the Corps of Engineers Missouri River Basin Water Management Division will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, including our runoff forecast for 2016 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system. We also have Chris Perzer, Chief of Kansas City District's Water Management Section on the call today. Chris is not going to give a presentation, but he is available to answer any questions you might have about our flood damage reduction operations in the lower Missouri Basin over here the last couple of weeks. So with that, we will turn things over to Dr. Toddy to get started. Um, yes, I thank you, Scott. I hope someone, I am not able to be on the webinar today because I do not have internet access. I hope someone can advance the slides for me. Um, so our situation right now, kind of our key points of what's going on in the Missouri River Basin 
kind of a current condition status is we are in a very strong El Nino right now uh, that is impacting our overall outlooks. We'll talk about the outlooks here in just a second. We have a kind of a, a mid-range moderate plain snowpack. Our mountain snowpack is very mixed but slightly below average. Uh, we'll talk about that several times throughout the call today. As we look ahead, our, El Ni- our strong El Nino is going to start weakening, which is going to influence our outlooks through the spring. Um, we're going to have likely warmer than average temperatures into the early spring, and then uh, precipitation in the early spring is, is going to be variable based on uh, where we are in our outlooks. So if we go on to the next slide with our kind of conditions for the last 30 days in the upper left-hand side, we have a departure from normal temperatures. You see kind of a range across the basin where we have uh, much warmer than average temperatures thanks to El Nino across most of the eastern half of the region uh, from North Dakota down to Kansas, um, parts from western Montana down to uh, northern Colorado have been running below average. Uh, pre- Precipitation-wise, uh, again, also a very mixed bag. Very wet conditions down to the southeast, which you've been hearing a lot of attention about, parts of, of South Dakota, but some dry spots throughout the upper parts of the basin, kind of isolated dry spots. If we go on to the next slide, uh, we've got a set of uh, look at uh, river basin uh, snow tail conditions, snow pack conditions, and snow water equivalent. Uh, the areas that are in the yellow to orange are in below average conditions. Uh, greens are close to average. So you see we have kind of a mixed bag across the basin. Overall, we are below average, somewhat below average in the way of snowpack. We go on to our next slide. We have a look at the plain snowpack, the snow water equivalent on where we have across the, 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 the plains area. Uh, and you see most of the white areas having a trace to one inch in the way of snow water equivalents throughout the basin. We do have some pockets where we've had some heavier snowfall uh, with a little bit more snow water equivalents around the area. If we move on to the next slide, we've um, reached the end of our uh, current conditions, so we'll have a look at the outlooks. Uh, the first map, or the first maps here are for the 8 to 14 day outlook, looking for the middle of January. And you see most of the area on the left-hand side and temperature-wise is near normal temperature conditions. The current cold stretch that is going to be passing through the basin should transit through fairly quickly and we get back to near normal temperatures uh, and a little bit above average expected in Montana. On the right-hand side, uh, precipitation-wise, maybe a little bit more active in the Montana, North Dakota area at the 8 to 14-day period. To go on to the next slide, we now jump to the three-month outlook for February, March, and April. And again, on the left-hand side, you have the outlook probabilities for temperature, and on the right-hand side, precipitation. And you see something very uh, El Nino-looking in in both these conditions. High likelihood of above-average temperatures for February, March, and April throughout almost all the upper Missouri basin, uh, accompanied by some drier conditions likely uh, not as strong a dry condition as we might expect, but some in Montana over North Dakota. The white is EC, equal chances for below or above average, and then a little bit of wetter than average as we get down into the Central Plains area. Uh, one more slide. We get on to uh, looking at the, the U.S. drought monitor and drought outlook. Um, we have 
drought conditions in the far upper part of the basin, western Montana. The worst of the drought area in Montana is in the Columbia River Basin. You're seeing the Missouri River Basin area. We do have up to D2 uh, severe drought conditions in far upper parts of Montana, and then some, some moderate drought conditions in Montana. But most of the basin, not in too bad a shape, a little bit of dryness throughout. Uh, on the drought monitor outlook, the seasonal drought outlook, there is an expectation of some area of drought increasing because of those drier than average conditions. Uh, this is slightly old at this point. It was issued uh, almost a month ago, um, but we are expecting that dryness to show up uh, some, with some increase in the dryness conditions. And then one more slide kind of wrapping up our current conditions. We are in El Nino, you know, plain snowpack. We do have uh, decent snows in these areas, but not overly strong. And then El Nino is going to continue to impact us through the rest of winter, but will start to weaken, so the outlooks do reflect those El Nino conditions. This concludes my part of the talk today. Great. Thank you very much, Dr. Toddy. And just a reminder to those of you who have not previously attended one of these calls, we will field all questions after all of the presentations are complete. So if you do have a question for Dr. Toddy or any of the other speakers, please jot it down. And I will be calling on different representatives by state to ask their questions at the end of the call. Uh, so with that, let's move on to Mr. Kevin Lau, hydrologist with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, who will discuss the latest flood risk for the basin. Kevin? Thank you, Scott. And also I want to pass along appreciation from the National Weather Service for allowing us to be a participant on these monthly calls. Good afternoon, everyone. Snowpack conditions, as Dr. Toddy has already mentioned, in the mountains can be generally categorized as slightly below normal. At this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated about 44% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains, and so we are still very early in the season and much could change. The January water supply forecast developed by the Natural Resources Conservation Service and collaborated with our office will be issued next week. Preliminary numbers indicate that mountain runoff volumes are expected to be average to slightly below average for runoff year 2016. Plain snowpack, as Dr. Toddy has, has alluded to, is widespread but is relatively shallow. Almost all the estimates of plain snow water are less than two inches, with most of the area generally less than one inch. In comparing this January's plain snowpack, with the Januaries of recent years. Today's conditions appear closer to the lower snowpack years of 2012, 13, 14, and last year uh, than compared to the heavier uh, snowpack years of 20, or 2009, excuse me, 2010 and 11. But again, we're still very early in the season and much could change in the plains over the next couple of months. The eastern half of the basin has had a wetter than normal late fall and early winter. Mid to late November rains led to minor to moderate flooding along streams and rivers in Iowa and Missouri. Locations along the lower reach of the Missouri River itself reached minor flood stage. NOAA's National Centers for Environmental Information, or NCEP, stated that for the state of Missouri, November 2015 was the wettest November on record. Mid-December rains brought another round of minor to moderate flooding to areas in eastern Kansas, eastern and southern Iowa, 
and across the state of Missouri. Much of the Missouri River between Nebraska City and her mouth experienced minor flooding from these mid-December rains. A massive system moved into the extreme southeastern portion of the Missouri River Basin just after Christmas, bringing widespread six-plus-inch amounts across much of the central and eastern portion of the state of Missouri. This led to several streams and rivers in the state of Missouri to reach major flood levels and resulted in setting a new record crest on the Gasconade River located in south-central Missouri. The lower end of the Missouri River, from Jeff City to the mouth, experienced moderate-level flooding from this Christmas rain event. The Missouri River at Herman crested in the major flood category. Three-month river outlooks issued by this office in late December indicate an, an increased chance for tributary flooding in January, February, and early March in southern Iowa, eastern Kansas, and the state of Missouri. But this is not unexpected given the unusually wet fall and early winter. There have been relatively few ice jamming problems to date. The lower reaches of both the North Platte and the South Platte rivers currently have elevated stages due to ice action, as does some reaches of the Little Sioux River located in northwest Iowa. Ice jamming is not uncommon in the Missouri Basin, and we will continue to monitor the rivers for ice jam formation as we progress into late winter and early spring. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 18th and that will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential for this spring and early summer. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Great, thank you so much, Kevin. We sure do appreciate that. And again, folks, if you have questions for Kevin, please jot them down now, and you will be given the opportunity to ask them at the end of our presentation. We'll now turn to Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, and along with several of her staff, she will provide an update on current reservoir operations, including the Corps' runoff forecast for 2016 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system. Jody? Okay, thank you, Scott, and thank uh, everyone on the call for joining us today on this first Missouri Basin Outlook Conference Call of 2016. We appreciate your participation and we look forward to working with you in the coming year. Flood control remains our primary consideration as we move into 2016. Runoff in 2015 was very near average, although the timing and distribution was not. Releases from the mainstream reservoirs are being adjusted to evacuate the remainder of the water stored in the annual flood control zones and prepare the reservoir system for the 2016 runoff season. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions, including ice-induced flooding during the winter and flooding during the spring and summer due to thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River Basin, which cannot be mitigated by operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Earlier this week, we posted the January runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and we'll be putting out a press release, which will cover much of the same information later today. Now I'll ask two of the senior engineers in my office to describe these forecasts in more detail. We'll begin with Kevin Stom, who will discuss the updated 2016 runoff forecast, 
And then he'll be followed by Mike Swenson, who will discuss the planned regulation of the Nasem Reservoir System based on that runoff forecast. Go ahead, Kevin. Okay, thank you, Jody. The 2016 calendar year runoff forecast for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa is 23.8 million acre feet, which is 94% of average. Factors taken into consideration while we're preparing the 2016 forecast include drought and soil moisture conditions in the upper basin, antecedent precipitation and stream flow, observed temperatures, plain snowpack, mountain snowpack, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. As noted by Dr. Toddy, abnormally dry and moderate drought conditions are present in southern North Dakota, southern Montana, and Wyoming. Furthermore, drought conditions in the western third of Montana range from abnormally dry to severe drought. Drought conditions are expected to persist or intensify in Montana through the winter. Looking back at 2015 runoff, the calendar year runoff summation for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City was 25.8 million acre feet, which is 102% of average. December 2015 runoff was 155% of average. In December, cold temperatures typically form river ice on the Missouri River and its tributaries in the upper basin. However, much warmer than normal temperatures in December inhibited the development of river ice. As a result, December runoff was higher than average due in part to the lack of river ice formation. For the lower basin, Kevin Lau and Dennis Toddy described the occurrence of above normal precipitation and its impact on high stream flow and river levels in the lower Missouri Basin. Plain snowpack shown here in slide 14 at the beginning of January covers much of the upper basin above Sioux City and is considered normal in depth and snow water equivalent, snow water equivalent which is sometimes referred to as SWE. Plain snowpack on January 6th, which is in at the bottom center, is similar to the plain snowpack on January 6th 2015, but much less than in 2011. <laughs> Plain snowpack, as well as precipitation, are the primary sources of runoff from late February to April. Mountain snowpack is the primary source of runoff from May through July in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches. In slide 15, mountain snowpacks, as of January 6th, was 92% of average in the reservoir reach above Fort Peck, which would be the left graph. It was 72% of average in the reservoir reach from Fort Peck to Garrison, which is in the right graph. Normally, 44% of the eventual peak snowpack has accumulated by December 31st. Dr. Toddy covered the winter and spring temperature and precipitation outlooks. In summary, the CPC is forecasting increased chances for warmer than normal temperatures through April and equal chances for normal precipitation favoring above normal precipitation in the south and below normal precipitation in the north. So in summary, the 2016 calendar year runoff forecast is 23.8 million acre feet or 94% of average. Slide 16 depicts the calendar year runoff forecast on a monthly basis. We expect that the warmer than normal temperatures that are forecast over the next three to four months an average plain snowpack will lead to slightly above average runoff during the first three months of 2016. The outlook for warmer temperatures 
and below normal precipitation in late winter could limit mountain snowpack accumulations and late winter plain snowpack formation and thus cause less than average runoff from April through July. Mike Swenson, Power Production Team Lead, will now discuss the planned regulation of the main stem reservoir system. Okay, thanks, Kevin. Um, before we discuss the monthly simulations, I will talk about uh, releases from a couple of the projects. Uh, releases from Gavin's Point were held steady at 17,000 CFS during the month of December due to the higher-than-expected December inflows that Kevin discussed which are forecast to continue in January and February. The Evans Point releases were increased over the last several days from 17,000 CFS to 24,000 CFS in order to fully evacuate flood storage before the start of the 2016 runoff season. Garrison releases were set at 15,000 CFS in December. Releases will remain near that rate during the first part of January in anticipation of the river freezing in. Once the river freezes in and stages in the Bismarck area stabilize, releases will be gradually increased to 23,000 CFS and remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. So now I'll move on and talk about the monthly simulations or the monthly studies. Uh, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Uh, currently, the system storage is at 56.7 million acre feet or 0.6 million acre feet above the base of the flood control. On March 1st, which is typically near the start of the runoff season, the basic simulation shows system storage right at 56.1 million acre feet. This means that the reservoir the reservoir system would start the runoff season at the base of the annual flood control zone, that's the 56.1 million acre feet line there, and that all 16.3 million acre feet of flood control capacity will, will be available. Uh, looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe are just above the base of their flood control pools and are forecasted to be at the base of the flood control pool by March 1st. In terms of navigation service level and season length, the service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15th system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 27,000 to 32,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage 
under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check, and a full eight-month eight navigation season would be provided. March and May spring pulses will not be implemented uh, from Gavin's Point Dam in 2016. The Corps and the Fish and Wildlife Service have agreed to forego the spring pulses this year while we work to implement the recommendations of the Independent Science Advisory Panel. At the center of this effort is the development of a Missouri River Recovery Management Plan, EIS, that will establish an overarching adaptive management process for implementation of core actions required to avoid jeopardizing all of the listed species in the Missouri River Basin. And lastly, in terms of energy generation at the main stem dams, in 2015, 8.5 billion kilowatt hours were generated with normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect generation of approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2016, again with the basic simulation, is 9.6 billion kilowatt hours. That concludes my comments. I'll turn it back to Jody. Uh, thank you, Kevin and Mike. So in summary, we plan on beginning the 2016 runoff season with the full flood control capacity available, and we expect to provide good service to all the authorized purposes in 2016. We'll continue to monitor the basin conditions and reservoir conditions, and we'll make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. Thank you very much, and I'll turn it back over to you, Scott, for the questions and answers. Great, thank you very much, Jody, Kevin, and Mike, and actually thank you to all of our presenters today for the information that you've provided. At this time, we will now uh, allow questions uh, the way we do this and to make sure that everybody has a chance to do it without stomping all over each other is I will be calling on states in alphabetical order and within each state I will call on specific groups such as congressional delegation members, tribes, local government officials and news media to ask their questions. So and we will work our way through that as rapidly as possible. Uh, speakers, I'll kind of rely on you to figure out who the best person is to answer any given question. I'll, I'll try and direct people in the right, to the right person, but uh, if you think someone else is better able of answering that question, please tell me I'm wrong and we'll redirect. So with that, let's start with the state of Iowa. Are there any questions from congressional staffers? Are there any questions from tribal representatives in Iowa? <clears throat> Are there any questions from state or local government officials in Iowa? And are there any questions from members of the press in Iowa? Yes, I have a question. This is Sandy Parmenter with the Hamburg Reporter. Very good, Sandy. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I believe Kevin Lau had mentioned an increased chance of tributary flooding January, February, and March. Um, I didn't catch that whole statement, and I'd like to revisit that if he can remember what he said. Hi, Sandy. This is Kevin. Hi. Yes. Uh, we run a, a, a um, probabilistic outlook. Uh, once a month toward the end of the month, 
and it does show statistically that uh, we 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 have had a higher than average chance, higher than historic chance for flooding. Now, how that how that um, uh, pans out is uh, typically it's higher than than average for minor, and then it decreases as we go up to to moderate and major. But okay. basically, there's there's a few uh, percentage points, if you will, higher, and it's simply because we're wetter. Mm-hmm. So we're wetter than average, and so hence the the likelihood of experiencing flooding um, has been raised uh, some percentage. Now, did I get it right that it was January, February, March? And I know you mentioned other places. It was it Southwest Iowa, and I didn't catch everything. Okay, uh, let me look back in my notes. Um, Southern Iowa, mm-hmm. Eastern Kansas and the state of Missouri. Okay. Okay, and then also you mentioned the spring flood outlook. Um, Yes. Where will I find that on February 18th? Okay. Uh, It will... We'll we'll actually have a, a webinar, and I've got your business card here at my office, and I can make sure you get an invite to it. Okay. But we'll have a webinar, and, and we'll invite media and other federal partners and states and so forth. Uh, also, it would be on uh, probably any National Weather Service website that you okay. go to. It would probably be a headline uh, at any National Weather Service site that you visited. Okay. All right. That was all I had. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks very much, Sandy. Are there any other questions from members of the Iowa news media? All right, then let's move to Kansas. Do we have any questions from congressional staff members from Kansas? Are there any questions from Kansas tribal representatives? Any questions from state or local government officials in Kansas? And are there any questions from the press in Kansas? All right, then let's move on to Missouri. Or, excuse me, I guess if I should follow uh, Kevin's lead and say Missouri. Are there any congressional staff members with questions? Are there any tribal representatives from Missouri with questions? Are there any state or local government officials in Missouri with questions? And how about members of the press? This is Marshall White at the News Press in St. Joe. Hi, Marshall. Hi. Um, Switching from Kevin to Jody. I heard Jody say that below Gavin's point, uh, there was very little they could do about spring flooding. Is that correct, Jody? Uh, hi, Marshall. Um, good to talk to you again. Um, uh, what what I meant um, is that the further you go downstream from the reservoirs, the less impact the reservoirs have. So, 
In areas that are immediately below the reservoirs, uh, we can make release changes and impact you know, those areas uh, uh, very quickly and, and very successfully. But as you move further downstream and we have more and more tributary flows coming in and you become days and you know, up to 10 days to the mouth uh, travel time downstream from the reservoirs, that our ability to impact stages down there uh, gets less and less. Okay, thank you. That's all I have. You're welcome. Thanks, Marshall. Yes, thanks very much, Marshall. Are there any other questions from members of the press in Missouri? All right, then, let's move to Montana. Are there any questions from congressional staff members? How about from tribal representatives in Montana? How about state and local government officials in Montana? Are there any questions from members of the press in Montana? All right, Montana's quiet, so we'll move to Nebraska. Are there any congressional staff members in Nebraska with questions? How about tribal representatives? Any state or local government officials in Nebraska with questions? And how about members of the press? All right, let's move to North Dakota then. Are there any congressional staff members with questions from North Dakota? How about tribal representatives? State or local government officials? This is Laura Ackerman with the North Dakota State Water Commission. And I have a Hi, question. I, I think it's a question for Kevin Sam. He had mentioned that the runoff forecast includes the Plains snowpack. I was wondering where are snow samples being collected? Are you getting pretty good coverage in the basin? <clears throat> we, well, it's been pretty typical uh, as in years past. We, we've had good concentration in um, central North Dakota, eastern South Dakota, and then we've had um, a, a few up in Montana. Um, which coincidentally, some of the some of the snow that we're seeing, or some of the more average or better accumulations, are in Montana and then also in South Dakota. You're not getting samples in other states, though. Um, no, we have not had any samples in Wyoming. Uh, we have not had any in Iowa or Nebraska. But okay. we do have data from no risk that includes those areas? Yes, that's, that's yeah. correct. As, as Jody had just said, we, we are getting the data from no risk. Okay. Thank you. You bet, Laura. Are there any other state or local government officials in North Dakota who have questions? 
How about North Dakota Press? All right, then let's move to South Dakota. Are there any congressional staffers who have questions? How about tribal representatives from South Dakota? State or local government officials? And how about the press? All right, then let's move to Wyoming. Are there any congressional staffers from Wyoming with questions? How about tribal officials? State or local government officials? And the press. All right. Are there any national press representatives on the line who have questions for us? And I guess at this time I will throw it open. Does anyone on the call uh, have you come up with a follow-up question that you'd like to ask at this time? All right. Well, this has been the first of our usual January through June monthly water management updates for the year. We appreciate your attendance and your participation in today's call. Our next call will take place on Friday, February 5th, at 1 p.m. Central Time. Our Kansas City and Omaha Congressional, Tribal, and Media Liaisons will be sending out a reminder of that with the call-in information a couple of weeks in advance. And information about the dates and times of the rest of the calls for the year will be provided to you soon. With that, I will again thank you all for participating. Again, this call is recorded and will be available on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System in a couple of days. And the slides are available on the Missouri Water Management Division website. With that, we will log off and say thank you very much and see you next month.
We're sorry. Your conference is ending now. Please hang up.